welcome to 12 questions hello thank you oh hello mm, this is uh, this happens about once a quarter we do a re-record because mom was <laughs> a real dum-dum when it comes to like audio equipment sometimes um i'm glad that was why because i was like maybe my episode was just bad no what happened was is remember like 15 minutes into it last time we paused it to use the restroom and then I dumped the second half of the episode, which was the bulk of the episode. So I couldn't like, I just, I, I fucked up. It was my, my bad. So I'm very excited to introduce my guest, my former roommate, my fellow charmed aficionado, Krista Clifford. Hello. I'm glad to be here again. Oh my God. This is very exciting. You're one of, I, I didn't know because you have a lot of roommates in LA. It's very rare that those people like, become and stay your friends and i'm very honored to say that we like became friends like it i felt like pretty quickly you were so kind i was really going through it when i was a girl can't even go to the bathroom in her I, apartment i was so going through it and you were such a sweet sweet person it was like such a moment and so i'm just so grateful to have you in my life thank you baby Stuart's delivering a clicker back oh my god grateful for him too bye kill it tonight killing it that irvine improv have you ever been in the irvine improv i have not uh, the way that they have the first five rows is like tables that are about this long, as long as the table, like I would say about five, four feet, right? Uh-huh. And they're just long rows and people are sitting sideways toward the stage. Yeah, that's how Zany's Chicago is. It's really an awful setup. But I don't do know that? why they do that. Because they want everyone's necks to hurt? It's it's the worst. Like I always end up turning my chair to face the stage because I'm like, what? Like, surely that? at some point, like, you could have replaced these with cabaret tables. I don't get it. Anything. Also, Just, Zany Chicago can suck my dick. <laughs> I love it because I'm a recovering addict and you're a recovering comic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, like, uh, it's very it's very fascinating because you did comedy for how long? A long time. Like, I did improv for, like, probably all together. Let's think. Um, from 2004 until 2019. Okay. But, like, I did improv for a long time, and then I switched into stand-up. Fuck yeah. So it was, like, five or six years of improv, and then, like, six or seven years of stand-up, I guess. Yeah. All together. You're very funny. Thank you. You have a very, like, quiet delivery, but, like, very fun. It's, like, very... Yeah, I always feel like my style is sort of, like, mildly sinister. Yeah. um, Or, like, dry, but, like, also... Like, it's just dark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you can be especially alive and a woman in 2019 and not have a dark joke. Yeah, like, you have to. Very strange. If you were just like, everything's great. Like, no. What are you like? Yeah. What's the deal with airplane food? <laughs> you guys know about those peanuts? Come on. But, um, I'm allergic. What? <laughs> I miss when you can have a peanut on the plane. I actually do. I hate it. Well, because they're always honey roasted. No, thank you. You know what? As a gluten-free person, I'm just like, I was on a plane recently where they were like, we have almonds as an option. I was like, what? If you give me a pop chip, I'm fine. Pop chips. There's usually like Reese or not Reese's Ritz cracker situation. Yeah. I fly Southwest. So yeah, I'm a Southwest person Always like pretzels or um, then like bring around the snacks that are always like (laughs) you have a choice of a cracker or another type of cracker. Or Oreos. Yo, I ate a banana on the plane the other day, and the person next to me was like, what smells like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, that's right. 
just strap in. I brought fresh fruit. Yeah. We got to eat this before we get to customs. Uh, fresh fruit's not that bad. Yeah. It's like, not like when somebody like fully brings McDonald's onto a plane or something. And yeah. Like, Come the, on. the whole plane smells like hash browns. How dare you? Yeah. If you're going to do that, you got to bring hash browns for everybody. Yeah. You needed 170 order orders. 172 of- hash browns. <laughs> so that we could each have more than one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. We're coworkers. We both deal with, uh, in our, in our day hustles. Cause we, we appreciate, appreciate honest work. We both deal with, uh, the most agitated people they've been real agitated this week yeah i think you more so than i because we're on slightly different teams yeah I think they're more agitated when you speak with them yeah because you're like i don't want to like triangulate where we work but you're like the more like urgent yeah i'm situations. A, i'm like a dispatcher yeah yeah I, I when they get upset with me and they just want to yell just be like i'm i'm a dispatcher that's what i tell them <laughs> I'm like I I will I look at your rides and I make sure your rides are going to the right place, ma'am. I kind of don't know about your billing. Yeah. Oh yeah. You. Then I get to talk to them. Then you get to talk to them, and then I feel terrible. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know how to do anything right. Still, <laughs> it's been like six months. I'm still so bad at this job, and I'm doing my best. Um, but yeah, you're delight, and I adore you. You also are the mother of sandwiches. It's true. I gave birth to him. You gave birth to him he's a cat he he is a cat if you didn't give birth to him you definitely paid for him to be alive after yeah. 35 hair ties yeah he ate 35 hair ties and then it was a six thousand dollar <laughs> surgery that i'm still paying for hey uh, but you know what you're you've got he's alive cat. he's alive uh, if he had died i would be very upset about having to pay six thousand dollars as ever, well as grieving that's true that's true have you ever like have you ever looked when he like drops a real big dookie in the box do you ever look at him and just be like i paid six thousand dollars for that Mm, no (laughs) i have not i will tonight now i'm Uh, sorry no it's okay i you know i spent about the same amount of money for sheba not about the same about half that for end of life for sheba which was tough but you know that's what happens i was crying the other day that's how i knew i was like crying about sheba the other day and i was like i need to go to a 12-step meeting and i just like left my house i was like my cat's been dead for a year. I gotta get out of here, yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Um, over under on whether or not you think I can convince Stuart that we need a cat. I feel like, I feel like yes, you can. Because he likes cats already, which is half the battle. He does. And He's, I think you just need to remind him because he was just talking about babysitting for cats. He loves cats. And, and they love him. Yeah, and he's, they do. But he's just afraid of caring for a life, which is going to make having kids a long road i think you need to get him a cat because to to prepare for children to prepare for children and just to be like i was also nervous about owning a cat i was like this seems like i I don't know i've never had a pet i don't know about being Mm -hmm. responsible for a pet and it is like there's of course it's like anything you have to do a little bit of work but cats are very low maintenance pets for the most pretty much i was like babe it'll cost us 30 dollars a month in overhead trust me i know I've done the research. Yeah. Like, I mean, you get a cat, like, and there's so many of them that need homes. Yeah. Bring home. Yeah. And they bring a lot of joy and they live for a long time. 
Yeah. For, like, you know, like she was an old lady. She was a very old lady. That's what they kept telling me. Toward the end, they were just like, you have to understand, she's like 106. <laughs> like, this is, this is the oldest cat. <laughs> and I was just like, but my last one lived to 23. They were like, that's so weird. And we don't even believe you. I was like, I swear to God. I know. You hear about these cats where they're like, this cat's 29. And it's like, is it? Or did you get it? And they told you it was seven, but it was actually no, two. We got Weto when he was a kitten. Aww. And I was like, well into my 20s when he past oh man so, so that's the thing it's, yeah i lived i just moved to la so i was 23 or 24 oh yeah Poor baby. he's an old boy he was so old he just walked into the living room one day and was just like wobble wobble flop and they were like oh <laughs> oh oh i guess he's done oh no i don't like it <laughs> i know right like you can't talk about cats I, get I know i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry it's okay um, um but the sandwich is gonna live forever he's gonna live the when i went on my first journey they said he was gonna be lived to 24 i can't wait to talk about this <laughs> i cannot wait this is so exciting because we've since then like we've done sound baths together yes. we have yet to do zumba together i do want to do zumba i need to get my shit together and go to- i have to too i haven't been because we've- i've been like uh We've jogged in the pool. Yeah, we've That's jogged the thing we in the did. pool. We had a good pool workout that together. That was super fun. That was fun. Um, yeah, I would love to go to Zumba because like Zumba's so fun. It is so fun. It's just so easy. So you have a very interesting journey, like just in your life and with like trauma and anxiety and all kinds of stuff. So like how with all the events in your life deciding, I love that you were just like, I don't, I don't want to do stand up. You're just like, mm, no. It's one of those things like I was doing it for so long and when for me, I have never in my life been cool. Yeah, me I guess neither. is uh-uh. the thing. And no. like all of a sudden I started doing stand up and I was really good at something. And yeah. people knew who I was and I was getting and achieving things. And that felt really cool. I was like, oh, this is great. I am like finally like I feel like I belong. But I never truly felt like it's like I always felt out of place. Mm. But I was like, maybe this is just how I'm supposed to feel. Um, and, and then it just felt like everything was, it was just like so negative where it's like you see someone else getting something that you didn't get and it just feels insurmountable. And that part, and then I was like, okay, but that's fine. Like I can still enjoy just doing stand-up just for the sake of doing stand-up. Right. And then I was like, I'm not anymore. Mm. And I was like, but it was one of those things where it's like this sunk cost fallacy, I guess. Mm. kind of like when you're like i've been dating this man for seven years and he sucks but seven years um <laughs> been there <laughs> but like so like you're like because sh- like i was kind of like still forcing myself to do it because i was like i spent such a long time learning this skill honing mm-hmm. this skill and i do feel like i'm good at it but then i'm like do i really feel like i have the the drive i guess to mm. go further and i was like all of the things that you must do to be making a living at stand-up, you either have to be incredibly famous or mm-hmm. on the road all the time. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I don't want to either of those things. I have okay. no desire to be famous because it makes me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and I don't want to, I don't like to travel. <laughs> there was a moment on the road in my I mean, life. I do like to travel, but not like the kind of traveling that you need to do for totally there were there was a moment on my last little run on the road where i was just like oh i could do this forever like because i'm a weird person like that i'm just like i want. I think a lot of people really like it and i'm more Mm -hmm. of like a homebody like i like yeah my room room of one's own is like 
ankle. I'm kind of the, I'm weird because I have both things in me. I have the like, I want to be out all the time. I want to do the exciting stuff. I want to go on the road. I want to travel. I love that. And then when I'm home, I'm like shorts all day. Like let's watch all of Netflix. Let's, I nest hard when I'm in the home. Yeah. Which is probably good for you because that gives you the energy then to be <laughs> out and about. Hey everybody. Like I literally had to say this on stage last night. I was like, I'm exhausted. Like I took a nap after work. I've been on the road for 12 days. I feel crazy right now. Yeah. And then I did like B sides and then I looked up and there was like a famous person there and I was like, what's happening? <laughs> like, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. Is this real? Um, yeah. But- I started realizing that the enjoyment I was getting out of any achievement was more about impressing other people than uh, me actually being content with that achievement. So I was like, why am I doing this? I don't need to prove anything to anyone. Yeah. And I still like comedy and I still like being funny. And like, and you I, are. Thank you. What I try to like remember is I'm like, it's not wasted time. No. To have spent that time because now I know joke structure. Now I know like what ha- a punchline, which is I want to be a television writer. So I'm like, that's yeah, the logical step for me, at least. I'm like, I feel like I've learned all that. I know how to write for other voices and my own voice. So that's beautiful. And the such, such beautiful surrender and acceptance. Surrender, accept, accept, surrender. Nap at night instead of going to open mics. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> There's definitely, I'm trying to transition to like more shows than open mics. I've been trying to do that. But you, the trick is your email game has to be on point And I'm very bad at the like, um, the definitely, back office work. Definitely part of it. Cause in Chicago, I had been doing it for enough time where I didn't have to email anyone to get booked. Yeah. I would just, I would just get asked, ladies and gentlemen, I would just be asked, you Me know, too. in my very small market. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, That's I love one of my favorite <laughs> things about traveling to other cities is a uh, local drama cracks me. I'm like, tell me everything. Oh, I love, I love, I love drama you. I love it when you share Chicago drama with me. Yeah. Because it's always like, ser- like there should be some sort of like HBO or like Showtime original series about Chicago comedy drama because it's it's real and a it's comic, cutthroat. A comic that I know uh, who lived in Chicago for a long time and now he lives elsewhere. Uh, he posted on Facebook because I guess there was more Chicago drama that I missed out on uh, the other day. But it was like, yes, I do have all the screenshots of all the comedy drama and I am making a coffee table book. And I was like, book, yes, I would read that book. That is so funny. Like, just imagine, like, because sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's not funny, but, like, a lot of it is so funny, even out of context, where you're just like, wow, this person's melting down. Threatening violence, melting down, literally time zones away from each other. It's so good. Just so good. Uh, so many comedians come out of Chicago that are fierce and they're just batch it. <laughs> and like people always ask me, like a lot of LA people seem to th- like, cause like, I guess Chicago has like a reputation externally for being like this violent city, not the comedy yeah. scene, but just in general. Mm-hmm. And I like, it's so funny to me. Cause I'm like, no, they're like, Oh, aren't you afraid of getting shot? And I'm like, yeah, not on like a daily basis. Like, yeah, it's I don't more- live in that part of Chicago. It's more of like a, aren't you afraid of being passive aggressively like checked on a Facebook post? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm more afraid of like, um, I don't know, like 
Yeah, getting a bad haircut, whatever. I don't know. I was trying to think of a Chicago thing and I couldn't. You have a beautiful haircut right now. Oh, thank you. She just got her hair did. I did. She's incorporating highlights to blend in her beautiful silver hair with her strawberry blonde. You look amazing. Thank you. People pay good money for this hair. I I paid good money for this hair. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's been like the most sort of insane moment in your journey, like in your life? Insane moment. Um, Good, bad, indifferent. um, I guess like I had a really, I feel like, like, because people also, I think one of the things that's funny is like, you'll tell another comedian that you stopped doing stand up and they're like, oh, it doesn't occur to and them. they feel like bad or like that something terrible happened and i'm like no i feel like really happy with all the stuff that i did because when i first very first started like i saw the lincoln lodge show and i was like i really want to be part of this cast i got yeah. to be part of the cast and then like i got to like do a lot of things that like when i started in chicago i was like i really want to do this this show this show this show i want to go to la and i want to do this show and this show and i did all of that stuff who did it and i was like yeah i don't need to do anymore like that was my goal and like i i think like I just look at people and I'm like, I don't have the skin to be like, and it, like when I say this, like, please know that I don't think that I would be as famous as Amy Schumer <laughs> or mm. anybody like that. But I'm like, how does she do that? Like, it seems miserable. Like you cannot yeah. make a move without every, like, I just don't like have that, um, capability to like turn, like I care what people think about me too much, I guess, mm. even though I sort mm. of don't, but I'm like, I just don't. You see, like, so many things happen where it's, like, somebody finds a tweet from 2007. Yeah. And then, like, somebody loses an opportunity. And, like, uh, I get it. We I have should a, all be deleting our Twitters. But It's true. I have a friend who, if she sees a tweet that she thinks could get me in trouble in the future, she will message me as your unofficial manager. I think you should take this down. It's probably good. Which is, like, a good... That's incredible. Like, what a nice thing to do. <laughs> Because sometimes I'm like, I thought it was funny. And she'll be like, no. <laughs> you well, crazy. yeah. Because, like, yeah, you just never, you never know. And mm-hmm. it's, so that stuff, it just seems like a nightmare to me. And I'm also just like, uh, I don't know. I just don't like the idea of um, people thinking they know me. Mm. It's very weird. I'm very, okay. like, I've gotten weirdly private and, like, sort of, like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I share a lot of stuff, but I like to be in control of it. And I don't like things to I get that. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of people. What I've discovered is, especially the way that I'm trying to shape my career is it's very much about connection. Mm-hmm. And there is a part of that where it's like people know me in a different way than like you would know me or like Stuart would know me or my friends in the program would know me. And so it's it's a very interesting um, relationship to cultivate because it's like, this is who I am. This is what I've been through. And, you know, especially people who listen to this podcast, God bless you. If you've listened to this podcast for like a long time, because I have been through all the roller coasters and you guys have really been patient with listening to it, but it definitely folks listen, folks like connect in a way that's, it's very interesting. And I can imagine it's like, I, when I meet somebody that's like super famey, I have to remember that they don't, I don't know them that's also yeah that's the thing it's like you think you know them but you really don't i know their public persona yeah but you have no idea what they're like and like also just yeah i don't know it just seems exhausting (laughs) yeah it kind of does i mean it is kind of especially like for me the thing i'm the worst at is the social media stuff is what i'm realizing is like i i i do a very bad job with consistency of social media i can like post a thing once a day but when it comes to like hey i'm doing this and thank you and all this stuff and the tooting your own horn shit I'm pretty bad at that. 
I'm trying to get better at it, but it can be very, that part to me has become overwhelming and exhausting and just not necessary. But at some point I know that hopefully I can pay somebody to do that for me. Right. I mean, like, it's like my, I, I watched this show called Hollywood Darlings and one of the first episodes, Jody Sweden is like teaching little kids and they're asking her about Instagram and she's like, that's your publicist job. Yes. And I'm like, yes, like it really is. Cause it's like, I feel like late, especially like in recent years with like internet being, people are so accessible. Yes. And it's cool, but it's also like, God, that's like, you know, you can't like, you have to like, there's like some people who notably like don't have Twitter and stuff, but right. like, I feel like it's almost like mandatory now for like Todd Berry is Twitter. He's so famous. Like, why does he need to be on Twitter? <laughs> But he is like, <laughs> or it's like somebody like Jonathan Van Ness. He was sharing on his podcast that he feels like, you know, how do you deal with all the internet haters? And my response is don't engage. Yeah. My response is always should just be like, if somebody, you know, messages something to me, like we did a AOC episode of Brouhaha and that like brought all the fucking weirdos out of the woodwork. Of course. And I just like messaged them. I'd be like, okay, bro, that would be it. They would say something shitty and I'd be like, all right, bro, whatevs. And I would just treat them like idiots and then they'd go away. That's it. I just don't engage. Who cares? Yeah. Like. It's not worth it. Yeah. You're not going to get anything out of me. I'm not the one. Like, I'm not going to. I honestly don't understand Twitter well enough to have a fight on it. <laughs> no, I'm just going to be honest. I just don't like, I'd just be like, whatever. I'm going to go do something in real life. Cause it's hard enough for me to manage my actual time. Right. You know, I don't so want to manage my Twitter fights. Right. Twitter is more just like, is this funny? I don't know. I'll see. Right. Let's find out. Sometimes a joke I think is very lazy. will do very well. And I'll be like, wow, I Twitter. know it's always the weirdest thing. Mm. Yeah. But my like favorite part of comedy is just like talking and riffing with other people. Yeah. And I was like, that's just a writer's room. So you should be Word. doing that. That's what you should be doing. You're going to yeah. write all the shows. We're going to write on Charm together at oh some my God, point. I would love to write on Charm. I'll write the spec that'll never get used, but then I'll write like a spec to another show, I suppose. Right? Yeah. You have to write a spec for a similar show. I mean, you could write a Charm spec and submit it for other things. That's true. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know what a comp to Charmed would be. Um, I guess Roswell or Riverdale or uh, another sh- Sabrina. show with supernatural shit. Um, we can do like a Brujeria episode of Sabrina. Because it's really like Charmed is a procedural. Yes. In a weird way. Yeah. So yeah, like any procedural type thing you could do. One of my favorite things about you is that you have a love of, okay, in the way that Stuart like only watches HBO programming because he feels that it is like the highest level of programming. This horrible body odor. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so sorry HBO. About HBO. <laughs> uh, but he's not Stuart. It smells great. He does. He does smell pretty good. I was like wearing he's one of his sweatshirts today. Dapper like, man. God, that smells good. I was like, mm, I'm home. Um, well groomed man. He is very well groomed. Um, but he only watches like HBO because I think he has that sort of like NPR interpretation of like what HBO is, which is like high quality programming for smart people. And I'm not saying you don't watch high quality programming for smart people, but I do love that you love Hallmark movies. Oh, Hallmark movies. You love, I watched like four Hallmark movies with my aunt while I was there. It was almost the same plot every time. Oh yeah. It always is. I really love, (laughs) mostly love the Christmas ones because they like get wild at Christmas with their plot ideas, but the rest of them are all the same. It's like, she's a teacher. She's a teacher. He is not. They mm-hmm. don't like He's each other. He's a surgeon. Yeah. They were nemesis in high school. Yeah. He has already left her once. He's coming back. 
I want to write a gay Hallmark movie. Please. And it's about two lesbians named Carol. And one of the Carols comes back home. And then the other Carol woos her. And it's called Christmas Carol. I was just going to say, is it called Christmas Carol? <laughs> ah, and then you could do it like for every holiday. You could do like a very special Easter Carol. <laughs> you could do like all the different phases of their relationship. Yeah. This is a series. It's a series. It's like Easter Carols. Easter Carols. Um, Valentine Carols. Valentine Carols. Like they got to have like. Study Carols. Say, mm-hmm. <laughs> A very baby Carol. Baby. They, they like adopt a baby. Oh, Carol. It's a lot. I love it so much. I love it so much. I love this idea so much. Um, I love that you like CW shows. I love that you're into like, just like, I think you tweeted something about how a, a show about like twin cop psychics got canceled and that bummed you out. Like that's probably it. You love you love twins. You love cop shows. You love you love you love all the stuff that like as like in a very wholesome and earnest way. Like there's there is no bone about you that is just like. Well, I have to like this movie that Nick Cave wrote. You're like I'm not even interested in seeing that shit. I'm I'm over here enjoying the fun, and I love it. Entertainment is supposed to be fun, and like. I get like I think some people genuinely enjoy that stuff and I've certainly liked like I guess a serious film or two yeah we both enjoyed Hereditary I liked Hereditary which is the most upsetting movie it's so deeply upsetting it's, it's deeply upsetting even without the horror in it it would be deeply like, upsetting do you feel like Conjuring was scarier because really? I still like sometimes at night I still think about The Conjuring I have not seen The Conjuring oh god it's so don't I mean do but like it's good but like don't but like do it's very scary like Tyler and I watched it together and it scared the shit out of us and we were like oh my god like I still like will think about it at night sometimes really because it involves like a lot of um like people like appearing in like dark bedrooms and stuff and like haunting you while you're trying to sleep nope so it's like it's like hard no yeah it's it's scary because like most horror <laughs> movies like i see and i'm like well that would like us i wasn't scared at all no because I, I mean like it was a good movie and i really liked it but great it was movie like, um not scary i was like i know that i'll never go to a house of mirrors so i am not worried <laughs> i am this not is, worried i've checked that off the list years ago <laughs> like i don't need to do that and i also like the voice Lupita Nyong'o's voice that she uses for the alternate character sorry spoilers ahead uh if you haven't seen us <laughs> I like the twist of it because she'd been choked that's yeah. why she was doing that yes but it's sounded just like a voice that my sister and I used to do when we were little oh really to scare each other like uh, while we were burping oh, and I like so it, I was like oh that just reminds me of that but like it was a gr- I don't know it was really good it was Everyone really well done a good job in the movie like acting and everybody was effects great and, and shot I mean, well yeah yeah, yeah. I think they did her, especially as Lupita, then the the characters merge and the son is the only person who sees it. Ah, it's so yeah. good. Ah. Yeah, that was tight. It was really, it makes really no good. sense, logically, but great. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, I saw, I hung out with somebody recently who was like, uh, but there's so much with that movie that's so illogical and weird. And I was yeah. like, you know what? Just shut I, up and enjoy it. I have never, I mean, I'm like, I you make me crazy prefer to suspend my disbelief. Um, yes. whenever I watch or read anything and I'm like why are you like ruining this for yourself by trying to find <laughs> plot holes in like every movie like why are you like I don't know about this wrinkle in time I don't know if a tesseract is the fastest way to travel it's like who gives a shit man like my just read the book like Jesus like I had an ex who was a scientist like a legit like AIDS researcher and he was like 
we ran into him at the gym the other day with Stuart, by the oh, way. Oh, random. Uh, random. And he was like, Anna? And I was like, uh And I, of course, I look like crap, but I did have my younger hot boyfriend with me. So it's like. And you're also at the gym. So you're like, I'm. Yeah. I'm sure like, you thought you looked like crap, but he was like, nice butt. Like, whatever. You yeah. Know. The truth is, is everybody in that situation had heard me fart. So, like, <laughs> calm down. Like, so, uh, so he would, if he ever saw, like, a movie, like, 28 Days Later, for example, he would just be like, well, that's impossible. Like, genetically, that's impossible. Like, there's no way viruses work like that. Yeah. And, and he like, would just, like, ruin every movie in the first five minutes. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, man, but just, like, imagine if it did. Yeah, like, I'm this like, could be a really fun zombie movie if you weren't being a wet blanket from hell right now. Like, guess what, man? How dare We all know there's not wizards, but everyone fucking loves Harry Potter. Yeah, like, I don't think, I mean, I'm 90% sure that there's not wizards. But is it fun to imagine that there are? Yes. The only wizards that are real are very bad people. Oh. Well, they're the KKK kind. Oh, oh, I was like, ah! I was like, what do you know that I don't? I, yes. I, Imperial yeah. Grand Wizard. Yeah, they're like racist. That's all we know about wizards. That's true. I know. That's or why the I'm Washington charmed. Wizards, which oh, the, are the a basketball team. <laughs> there are only two types of wizards <laughs> in the world. Washington or racist. Or racist. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. But I, I love that. What is, how do you make you made some big decisions. You made decisions to quit doing things, which is, I think a lot of times comedians don't realize that. And that's why sometimes I evaluate. I'm like, I, I evaluate realistically. I'm not trapped. Like I choose to do this. So I choose to enjoy it. Well, that's the thing too. I mean, unlike giving up some other things that like you shouldn't have again, like giving up comedy, I'm like, I can do stand up again. Yeah, you can come back. Like I'm not There's gonna no I'm like I'm not gonna get bad at it. Like I'm not gonna forget how it works. I'm like I might be rusty if I came back, but I think some people believe they'll completely forget how it works. Which I'm like, do you have you never like do you have no understanding of muscle memory or like True. anything? Like you you will remember how it works, like there's a reason why they say it's like riding a bike. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, how many times have you done it? And like, didn't you feel crazy like the first couple times? And then you slowly got more comfortable. And then you got very comfortable. And then maybe too comfortable. And then, <laughs> and then you got anxious about that. And then... <laughs> That's so real. And then too comfortable. And you started drinking. And then you stopped drinking. And then... Uh -huh. You did coke. And then, oh boy, you don't have a type of job. You're not famous enough to do coke. Uh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> that's always my burn. Like, when I find out that random comedians are doing coke, I'm like, you're not famous enough. Come on. Oh, my God. Well, we are, I was just in Alaska for a festival, and there was uh, cocaine a-flowing. Um, and I was just like... I did kind of want to shout that like there's most of the comedians on this festival are not famous enough to do coke. Like, what are we doing? What I just feel like I'm like, cause like you'll see people and you're just like, you don't have coke money. You don't I know that you don't <laughs> like, it's like not even like a judgment. I'm like, I don't, I don't care if you, whatever drugs you do. I'm like, I, it's not, but you don't even have Applebee's money. What are you trying yeah. to do? What, what are you doing right now? Like in my mind, I'm like, doing drugs is not like a moral failing. Cause mm -hmm. like, you know, people have, People are addicted or some people just dabble and that's fine. Yeah. But Bless. like, um, like it's like, you don't, you can't afford that. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is impractical. Sometimes I think with comedians too, it's, it's kind of in the same like realm. Like I, I will financially. I also have no idea how much Coke costs cause I've never done it. I, I don't know either. I, I imagine 
a lot or like it's enough to where it becomes a financial concern for our peers yeah because it's not like because they talk about it a lot it's not like "Mm -hmm." beer where like you because like i imagine (laughs) if you go on a coke bender you just need more coke all the time right everyone uh, enjoy this uh person who doesn't know what coke is uh talking about coke (laughs) somebody is listening to the podcast just being like what (laughs) just freaking out the best way so how do you make decisions in your life oh man i think i it's like a i think i have a problem um making big decisions impulsively sometimes okay um but then other decisions are very carefully considered um The stand-up thing was a thing where I first I was like taking a break. It's kind of like the same as the way I get rid of clothes. I put the clothes in a bag in my closet for a month. If I haven't gone into the bag in that month, I clearly don't need the clothes that I'm giving away. And then eventually the bag moves to my car and eventually the bag moves from my car to Goodwill or whatever the case may be. Um, So like comedy, I was like, all right, I'm going to take a break. Then I was like, all right, I'll apply to some shows. I'll, I'll do a couple shows. I did a couple shows, and I was like, you know, the show is fun, but okay. I hate it at the same time. Okay. Like, so... I heard you did great on the late night show. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, so it was fun. fun. Like, so yeah. much fun. And, like, you know, it's part of it is, too, it's like you have friends where you're like, it's just fun to see yeah. them. Like, you know, the last couple shows I've done was, like, Stuart show, and then I did Chatterbox, which, like, my friend Lisa nice. is a part of, and, like... Um, you know, other people that I knew were on the show, like Aaron Lampard and like other great comics that I just like to see. So I'm like, is this fun because I'm performing or is it just fun because I yeah. like the people <laughs> that are here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I could easily have brunch with these people. Like, it's fine. It's true. I, I, I honestly like the performance more than I like the people. Yeah. I like the people just fine, but I love the performance. Yeah. And also like the thing is too, it's like after you've been doing comedy for a long time, the value of stage time becomes like interesting because when you're first starting out, you're like any stage time, I need it. I'm so thirsty for stage time. Mm -hmm. Then you've done, you've been doing it for five years. Maybe you do clubs. Maybe you've done good shows Mm -hmm. with good audiences Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. You know what the other side looks like. And then you get booked on all these shows where you're like, okay, there's three people in the audience. This is grim. (laughs) Um, This is grim. I truly wish I were dead. Uh, (laughs) I don't, why am i here like you're like i could be home watching charmed and Mm -hmm. like that's what i want to be doing and i'm like okay like i am a homebody so like most social interactions by like the third hour i'm like okay i could i want to go home so bad and it's good that you know that about yourself though yeah yeah and i just like you know because i like like if i could just have a house where people just came to visit me yeah. That's like my ideal life. I want to be an eccentric billionaire who forces people to come to me. Uh, that's basically my <laughs> my dream. Come to the uh, compound. I want to be watching. Chelsea Handler who just like makes all of her friends work for her and then hangs out with him all day. I'm like, that sounds fun. I love um, it. Come to the compound. We're writing scripts. We're, we're yeah. ordering pizzas. We're watching Charms. I would like, oh, if I had money, I would have a personal chef. There would be no ordering pizza. Yeah, like, I would be like, bitch, make me a salmon. Make me a Branzino. Make me a salmon. A whole salmon. I want to see those eyes. No, I don't. I absolutely don't. Make me a filet, please. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. What's been the most interesting thing that you've learned about yourself in this super fun journey? In like quitting comedy, you mean? Just in general. Like, I know that we've both been the kind of people to been like, hey, I had a, I feel like we were always reporting to one another gnarly panic attacks that had just happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel like I've learned that like a lot of times 
I listen to what people tell me that I'm good at and I just keep doing it even if I don't actually like it. Because oh. um, like, people are always like, you're such a good writer, you should like go into writing. And so I became a newspaper reporter. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I hate talking to strangers. Like, what did I, like my... See, I love that. I'd be like, tell me about your widgets. I picked up like a whole job where the, the, whole, the whole job of being a reporter is just talking to strangers and turning them into sources. And... Love that. Like, I was good at it because, like, there's some parts of it that fit my personality, but then I was like, no. And then I went into marketing, and then I also hate marketing, like, so much, but I got a master's degree in it. But for some... You've given me some good, solid marketing tips. You are the best bio writer ever. I do have to write Stuart's bio, which I totally forgot to do. That's okay. But I like to write bios. Everyone, uh, friends discount, uh, $400. Uh, (laughs) So, for you listeners... Offer code... Offer code 12Q. Yeah. <laughs> com slash 12Q. Yes. Uh, visit there and fill in the thing. No, it doesn't <laughs> exist. Uh, but yeah, no, I like writing bios and I like writing. Um, it's just like for me doing writing for a job, like a marketing job. Yeah. Then you don't have any, for me personally, I'm, I think other people can handle this. I don't have any creativity left then um. for my other writing. Like I would just like, um, like I was never a comic who sat and wrote. I always just talked into my phone and then I would work the bits out on stage. Mm. And it was partially because I just I hated sitting and writing after spending all day sitting and writing. Yeah. And being on social media for a job too. Ugh. It was like a fucking nightmare. Blech. I like uh realized how much I must truly hate social media because I did it. And then I quit that job because I fell asleep while driving. Um, cause I wasn't sleeping and I started seeing shadow people and then, mm-hmm. I, and then I was driving and I fell asleep while driving and I hit a semi Jesus. and then I quit that job and I was like, I never want to do social media for a job again, really. And then like something came up, like Colbert late night was looking for like a social media comedy person oh. and I was looking at it and I'm like, I'd never, even if I got this job, I wouldn't take it. And that's when I was like, I hate marketing so much. You hate so marketing so much you don't want to work for like one of the better late night shows. Yeah. Or even like I mean like yeah, any late night show, like anybody would love any comedian would love that yeah. job, you know? Yeah. Um, because it's like Colbert is so funny and like Yeah. Living in New York and like in a just making be, enough money to actually afford shit there. Just gifts all day. Just gifts all day. Gifts all day. Choosy moms, choose gifs. Choosy <laughs> moms, choosy programmers that named it with a G, even though it was, he says it's gif. I That makes me, I want to fight. I want to fight every time somebody's like, it's a gif. I'm like, I'm going to cut I, your throat. You know it's a I gif. I look at it like a tomato, tomato situation. I'm Aww. like, some people are going to say gif and some people are going to say gif. And both make sense. Yeah, um, it's fine. Everything is okay. You know, here's the thing. You can spell Jeff with a G. It's still wrong, but you still... <laughs> it's very British. <laughs> G-off. Uh, Until I read it every time I read it, I'm like, Rolf. G-off. Uh, yeah. Stuart has a line in one of his jokes where he says, fuck you, G-off. Nobody likes you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stuart looks like he would have a friend named G-off. Uh, right? I know, because he's a Stuart with an A-U. Stuart. 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 Um, the, I like that way of spelling better, personally. yeah, yeah. yeah. What is um, sort of like, what's your level of honesty in your life? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, Hmm. I feel like, what scale are we working with? One to ten? 
I think I'm um, <laughs> becoming more honest in my life with myself. Where do you struggle with it? I think I just, uh, I don't like to examine like stuff too much or like I tend to, like I've only really recently started, like I was having a very hard time. Um, I have PMDD and I was having a really rough time and like I was finally like normally like my parents would be like how are you doing and I'm like oh, I'm okay but like I finally was like I'm doing really bad okay like and I never usually tell them because like then they get very worried and I don't like right. them being worried but yeah. I was just like I cannot like tell you that everything is fine when it is not yeah like, I need you to be supportive and and so that has been good because it's like <laughs> like I had a this is like gonna sound crazy but like I've, I have very nice parents and I had like a revelation I was like oh my parents actually love me I've met them they love you they're yeah. adorable people they're very sweet they're exactly what you expect of midwestern parents your dad is I mean I was it was so nice to have dinner with your dad like yeah. what a sweet sweet man yeah really enjoyed him they like loved you but like I was like oh my parents actually love me they're not just like yes. loving me out of obligation yeah and that was like a really weird revelation because I was like I'd never thought about it before oh and I was like, oh, and like, I just have a hard time like accepting that people like, I want everyone to like me, but I also have a hard time accepting that anyone actually does. Yeah. It's a very weird like dichotomy in my brain Yeah, where I'm like, no one loves me. <laughs> everyone loves you. You're a delight. Uh, I hope so. But like, yeah, it's just a weird thing where I'm just like, you know, it's like, it's difficult. Mental illness is difficult where it's like, I would never actually hurt myself, but also sometimes you have those voices that are like, slit your throat, you fucking loser. Like right. nobody cares about you. And I don't know. It's interesting. Life is a battlefield. Life is a battlefield. We are young. Um, I love it. Too hot. We're star. Okay. Anyways, you guys are really getting a a soundbite of what it was like for either of us to live together. There's like a lot of fun. Um, just a lot of good times. What um. How do you experience fear and anxiety? I know we both had our anxiety struggles. Yeah. For me, like, my depression definitely manifests as anxiety a lot of the time. Oh. Um, and panic attacks are a fun new adventure that Ooh. I've been having recently. Welcome to the fold. I've been yes. having... See, I have anxiety that manifests itself as depression sometimes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. like, and I... I crash from it. I'm like... <laughs> yeah. I've been very mm-hmm. tired lately. And, yeah. like, um, it's, like, uh, definitely, like make i feel like a need to i always need approval mm-hmm. um one reason i like the type of job that i have is because you kind of get graded and i'm like i think it's a big there is a lot of grading yeah and i'm like i like to know that i have an a plus um that's like kind of like my, my personality you and Stuart. yeah <laughs> Stuart and i are probably very similar in that way like yeah. we both i'm like just tell me what you want me to achieve and then i'll exceed it okay um <laughs> that's like the kind of nerd I am like I was always like reading like I, I always am reading like I had the most accelerated reader points in my school not to brag oh shit did I you were getting all those pizzas I was getting when, was it prizes. Domino's or uh, that Pizza was Hut. book it but accelerated reader was a different thing where you just got like points and then you got prizes I remember that yeah but I um didn't get any of that <laughs> I should have I love reading now I'm like literally one of like my hot uh, top things I'd like to do tonight. I know there's a party I should be going to, but I haven't taken a shower. Um, so, but I'd kind of like to finish a book. Yeah. Finish you know, the book. Finish that book. Get lost in that novel. Um, but yeah, like, so I've been having panic attacks and that's like, um, and also just raging out at people, um, <laughs> which is like not my, not really my personality. You don't so really rage. What does that look like for you? Um, 
I will tell you offline. Offline what happened? Yes. Was it like a work thing? Yes. It was like ah! a work thing. So I, I, will, I get it though. Every once in a while I have to be like, Karen, I'm going to stop you right there. The way yeah. you're talking to me right now, okay. I'm trying to help you, but you yell it. <laughs> Here's like a real thing that happened. I went on a walk to calm down. And I was walking down our old street. Yeah. Um, and one of the people that lives in the house just came back and out of their driveway <gasps> without looking and almost hit me. What? And I became so full of rage that I turned and I screamed at this man, what the fuck is wrong with you? Wow. And I was like very angry and he looked very scared. And I was like, you should be scared. Keep driving. But like, <laughs> and like then I like went through like, because I always think of elaborate revenge scenarios in my head, like okay. for these people. And I'm like, oh, okay, what? I'm gonna slash his tires. Y'all fucking slash his tires. I would never do any of this, by the way, police. Um, but I'm like, oh, you're yeah, such I mean, a sweet, gentle person. I'm and like, also, I could just imagine like you get the knife out there, and then you're like trying to slash the tires, and then you're like, Ugh, and then you just like walk away. <laughs> I'm like, I would like, yeah. like this is much harder than I expected. I'm like, yeah, I'll slash your tires. Yeah, I'll sign you up for. I don't know. I'll call the cops. I'll swat you. I'll sign. I'll sign you up for telemarketers. Yeah, like I. <laughs> I, my my revenge is back to cocaine. I'm always used to be like, I'll plant cocaine, <laughs> and then I'll call the police. <gasps> I will acquire cocaine. Yeah, which is plant like, it, and then I would be like, you don't know anyone who does cocaine, and then I was like, you do. So many comedians. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like so yeah, I've been having like a lot of anxiety around like people liking me, and like sometimes when I have the panic attacks, they come with like auditory hallucinations. Oh, where I'll hear like people talking about me. I get that. Very crazy. No. Very delightful. My panic attacks, I get like a lot of physiological responses. So it's as if I've been riding roller coasters all day. Yeah. So I'm like, I get cold. I get nauseous. I want to be, I want my head covered, but I'm also hot. Like it's a very strange physiological state to be in for me. So I can understand like hallucinations are completely within the within the realm and people have panic attacks for all sorts of different reasons we were just talking about Stuart kind of like fully was like I need you to give me some chamomile tea I was like okay and didn't understand he was like I'm panicking right now that was because he was afraid of having a cat Stuart you think you could just foster a cat and then try it for a little bit be like but like don't you like this cat though the thing is, is the cat is an anxiety reducing thing. It so is. Like, I think I, I really, it was funny. Like I f- know about emotional support animals, but like I was visiting my family and I like really miss the cat. And I was like talking to my friend Lisa about it. And I was like, yeah, I just really miss the cat. It just makes me feel like better, like emotionally. And she's like, you mean like an emotional support animal? And it's a like, thing. Oh. Yeah, it's a full on thing. It's a full on thing. And so, I mean, I, I totally understand, like, definitely I, when I'm in a um, hyper state of like panic, when I'm like on that roller coaster and I can't seem to get off of it, I become very paranoid and very like, I very much have these feelings and I'm sure people have heard it on the podcast where it's like, these people just don't like me anymore. I have like a lot of acceptance and like that kind of stuff. The same thing about like not being liked. And it's, it's like fun house mirrors in your brain after a while. And also hormones, those uh, panic attacks are actually a hormonal response. So it makes sense that if you're experiencing PMDD, that it would be yeah, all truly one of the symptoms yeah. of PMDD is, yeah. is having anxiety and panic attacks. Yeah, it's, it's an actual hormone response in your brain. And that's when I realized like, 
I was trying to get, I had had some success with managing my anxiety without meds for a very long time. And then I got really, really sick and then I got hurt and I couldn't, I couldn't do the things that I was doing to manage it in the past. And then I was on medications that like triggered stronger responses. So naturally, you know, it's like, I'm at a good balance right now, but it's taken a while. Yeah. So I totally understand like it's and and getting upset and getting it's so it's also anxiety provoking to just live in Los Angeles because yeah. everybody here is on 11. Everyone here is on 11 and it's also just like even just like even not doing comedy, but even just still like living with comics and just like hearing about stuff. Yeah. You just are like, oh, God, I've like done nothing. Oh. And it's like... Because we're all suffering from the I'm not doing enough situation. I can think of five things I haven't done that I should have done this week. But I also was just falling asleep, literally working. I would be like head against the computer, like trying to stay awake. Yeah. And it's also crazy because then I'm like, yeah, I'm not like on the late night, but neither is my sister. And I think that she's doing a lot. Like, Yes. like she's very successful. That's so true. You know? So it's like, it's one of those things where it's just like, you have to like put yourself in perspective because it's like nobody it's like four percent of the people achieve success in entertainment i had a moment recently i had a little breakthrough with that where i had a i was asking for a guest spot in washington uh with a headliner i had worked with before and Stuart had worked with both the headliner and the and the feature and so he asked on my behalf if i could you know do a guest spot at this club and their response was, we don't do guest spots. And my response was not, I'm a bad comic and I'm worthless and all the ways that I see both myself and other comics respond. My response was, they're lost. I'm very funny. And then I just kept it pushing. I was just like, I'm too busy to worry about that. Yeah. They're lost. I'm funny. I would be a fun addition to that show, but whatever. You I know? mean, yeah, it's like you see comic, like, I mean, Cameron Esposito, for example, was never ever booked at Zanies in Chicago. Yeah. And like, no, they probably would love to have her. She may have done it since, but like, yeah, it's just like those things where it's like sometimes people just like some booker doesn't like your stuff and what you gonna whatever. Do? And that place, they probably just don't do guest spots and it has nothing to do with you. They're probably like, yeah, if they're going to do a guest spot, they're like, it's going to be a local comic or whatever the case yeah. may be. Um, so totally fine. Totally fine. I was like, they're lost. No big deal. Totally had a good experience otherwise. Yeah. But it, it can be very crazy making, I'll burn especially. burn the club down. No, I'm just kidding. What? I'll burn them down. You know. Slash I've done- their tires. Burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Secretly evil, Kristen. Because yeah. you have, you have such a sweet face. You have such a sweet way about you. And you are genuinely a sweet and giving and kind in person. I have freckles, guys. You have freckles. So freckles. Beautiful strawberry blonde hair. Gorgeous living your life beautiful lady but this the idea that you're like secretly evil is very cute and funny <laughs> it's every improv character i played secretly evil secretly evil i love it it's I very like to funny. do a, like a side eye like to the audience so they know but my scene partner doesn't which Ooh. is a real shitty improv move actually anyway <laughs> i stopped doing it <laughs> i know i i've never done improv I'm sweating because I'm going to be the monologist on an improv show. I don't even know what that means. They're like, you just pull a topic and you tell a monologue. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. just extemporaneous speaking. It's like I've done it before because there's they're probably modeling it off of the uh, Armando at IO, which is like a improv team. It was started a guy named Armando 
started it. Uh, but like he just, just like tells his brother st- is Fernando. So they'll just tell stories. So like they'll be like, here you pull out of the hat and they're like, tell a story about dating. So the person might tell, you might tell a story about like oh. going on a date with Stuart or your first yeah. date with Stuart. Then the improvisers will improv based on your stuff. Oh, okay. So I've done it before where I just did stand up and then they improvise based on my stand up. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty fun. They should do that. Yeah. It should be like, you should have me do stand up because all my stand ups from a real place and a lot well, of it's like, very dark. <laughs> I mean, even if you, um, if you get a topic, like you can work your jokes in. I know. Sure, you know. You know? Because I mean, like all of your, I don't know, but it'll be, it'll be good. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. But I can see how that would be, especially living in the residual like wake of other comedians trying to make it and yeah, how that can be anxiety provoking. Well, just seeing mediocrity rise is also difficult for me. <laughs> really? <laughs> just mm-hmm. like when you see someone, like when you watch like someone special and you're like, this is fine, but I don't understand why they're famous and other people that I know that are better comedians are not. And that sounds petty, but it's truly like sometimes you see someone who's genuinely mediocre. Yeah. Like rising to the top. It's like when you compare like John Mulaney. Yeah. To someone else who has a comedy central half hour and you're like, Oh, (laughs) if I'm talking about airplane food right now, if I'm not, if I'm not quoting your jokes, like Mulaney is a good example of like, especially new in town is a joke that, that like that joke comes up often yeah. in my vernacular. It's yeah. like, I just watched uh, uh, the comeback kid, like his second special. Yeah. Which one, one medium coffee or one small coffee, one small black, black coffee, coffee. <laughs> comes up a lot, man. Yeah. Like, it's his, just like, his, his standup. Really and I was like dying laughing. It's like, it's people like that where you're just like, Oh, like you have like a true, you're like a true artist. <laughs> yeah. Like, and not that other comedians aren't, but it's just like when you see someone, when you see like, when you compare like someone who is like a truly high level mm-hmm. comedian with, or like that Cat Williams a special white man who's just getting shit because he's a bland white man. True, it's hard to it's hard to balance it out, but at the same time, and it's so funny because the bland white guys will always say like they're just getting it because they're you know because diversity is popular right now is yeah, I guess like what they would say. So much easier for me to get booked as a woman. Yes, that does make me want to burn. That makes me want to burn things down, like when I. <laughs> Cause, cause I, what I'll basically do is I'll refer to, a, I'll refer to one specific club's, um, Twitter or Instagram and I'll say, show me a picture of a person of color or a woman on that Instagram and then tell me how many people on that feed are white dudes. And then I'll be like, okay, end of that story. Because it's very, I, the, the trick, the trick is, is everybody's looking for a reason to justify why they're not where they want to be and oftentimes they other somebody to do it yeah for me i'm just like i just don't think i I, it's not that i don't think i'm good or that what i was doing was was not worth it but i was just like you know i think there's a lot of factors that have to come and part of its drive part of its desire um talent and also just like a special quality and i was like i don't know if i have that i feel like i'm more of a behind the scenes person okay um i don't know I think, I, I think that I feel like 
you, if you, I feel like you have it, but I also feel like you value your comfort. Yeah. It's more just in like a good way. It's like, here's the thing. I could very easily see myself. Like if I got a writing gig on a comedy show, like I would love to just be like, and I'll drop in at the improv. Yes. Like, you know, I kind of want only the like caviar those- of comedy. <laughs> If I'm gonna do stand up again, I Don't just want to straight up be like walk into a room of like people who are like there to laugh. I yes. don't want to do like little ro- like podunk shows anymore. And I I'm like yeah, I would absolutely do that. Like I would just like f- swan into like the comedy store and be like, excuse me, I am the lead writer of Two and a Half Men. <laughs> 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 Two and a half men. Hilarious. Do they still make that show? No, it is absolutely not on the air. Okay. Um, so funny. I feel like I would know about it because my family would watch it. I feel like one thing I love about your dad is that your dad watches NCIS. So hard. On DVD, right? Uh, now he, he watches it on Netflix <laughs> because I gave him my Netflix password and I told him that all the NCISs were on it. <laughs> I love it. He's such a fun He bought guy. himself an NCIS hat. He loves it so much. We're very similar. We both love TV. Like, I love Bones. He loves NCIS. I tried watching NCIS. It's not my friend. I I, I don't know. I feel like I would like it, but I didn't like the first episode, so I haven't continued. It's not as good as Law & Order. Yeah, it's no Law & Order. It's just not. I'm like, maybe. All right. It's fine. The people who love it fucking love it. Yeah. And I love that they love it. It was just not for me. It's so great. I need need Ice-T to be like... You mean to say... (laughs) Did you see the S- you SNL to- sketch? They did. No. Um, they were, I guess somebody, for, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but Kit Arrington was on it. Oh. He was the host. And they did like Game of Thrones spinoffs. And one of them was Game of Thrones Law- SVU. Hilarious. And That's Hargit- that whole show. And Mariska Hargitay and Ice-T were in it. And they're <gasps> wearing like, you know, old timey clothes. But then they're like, <laughs> and like... <laughs> And like Ice-T is like, yeah, you think that, you know, I don't know what he said because I don't know the show, but he was like, oh yeah, you mean you think that Jon Snow is fucking or whatever? And Marish Carter is like, bingo. <laughs> it's so funny. It's really funny. I feel like if you like Game of Thrones or SVU or both, this sounds like be fun for you. My favorite thing. I am obsessed with Ice-T's Twitter. Yeah. I call him my internet dad. I uh, just tweeted it, retweeted him the other day because it was like such a good tweet. He's simultaneously both funny and wise. It's pretty great. Um, But I love that. (laughs) Wait, I mean, because I know I retweeted him because it was like such a good tweet. And I was like, I feel this in my soul. It's so great. uh, From you, Ice-T. Sometimes they'll say things like, we should all not be on Twitter right now. (laughs) Oh, this was it. I get on Twitter. Talk a little shit. Yes. Get off. Dot, dot, dot. Back to life. And I was like, Ice-T. That is... I get on Twitter. I talk a little shit. Get off. Dot, dot, dot. It's so good. It's He's like, the best. Uh, I love him. I love any man that genuinely loves his wife. And he genuinely loves his wife. He loves her. It's She's, wonderful. They used to have a reality show. Yeah. Ice tea and cocoa. I love it. It's so good. What's her Instagram like? I actually don't follow her on Instagram, but I think it's... Um, or her Twitter. Yeah, I know I they have pimples. <laughs> they do. They have dogs. Um, and her boobs are still shiny all the time. Always. I mean, the shiniest she, of boobs. She's got, she's got a the reputation of, to uphold. Yeah. They look like they're polished daily. It's She's lotioning <laughs> those. She's putting Vaseline on those. Um, that is coconut oil for days. Yeah. She's very smooth. <laughs> I feel like she's just a smooth woman. What's one thing about yourself that you'd like to change? Huh. I would like to change, I think... 
Um, I have a tendency, me and my therapist are working on it, to mm. self-sabotage because I feel like I don't deserve things. Mm. So like I won't... How? F- uh, like, I won't finish writing projects or I won't submit for things. Got it. Like, this was the first year I finally submitted for, like, the Nickelodeon Fellowship that I have prepared things for for two years. Um, and I was just like, and I, uh, yeah, so I just, I just kind of, like, block myself. And, like, part of it is I'm just lazy, which is fine, I guess. Is um, there a little bit of fear that you'll get the thing and then you have to, like, meet the expectation? Yeah, get the thing and have to meet the expectation. Or that I'll come really close to getting the thing and then I won't get the thing. Yeah. Because, like, I have interviewed for At Midnight three times. <laughs> like, crazy. You know, where you're just like, oh, I'm going to be on TV. Well, they would be, still be on the air if they had you there. Right? Or right. Pretty, well, they would be off now because Chris Hardwick um, <clears throat> turned out to be bad. Who's Who knew? I mean, some people did. I think a lot of people probably did. Um, <laughs> that he would be a singled out. Oh, uh, what is she a television writer everybody the king of hollywood's gonna show up and give you a show hi my name's the king of hollywood i'm here to give you a show i'm gonna call 1-800 hollywood for the king (laughs) (laughs) here's the deal i'm gonna give you a tv show but yeah the (laughs) trade-off is is you have to eat all of this butter (laughs) it's 25 pounds in an hour (laughs) oh no Oh, God, I would be so sick. And you have to do it on American Idol. (laughs) (laughs) On a treadmill. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love it. Um, What what is your experience of forgiveness? Oh, um. So I know you've had some, like, rough stuff happen. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I definitely, like, I was assaulted and I forgave the person that assaulted me. I guess that's my pretty biggest one. Yeah. You did. Because it's like, it was like one of those things where I was just like, I don't think that you um, meant to do this or truly like will do this again, but I feel like you will if I don't forgive you. Interesting. I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Like a thing you had to do for yourself, but also for that other person. Yeah. For that other person and also for me, mostly for me. Yeah. Um, and I think it's fine if you don't want to forgive people because whatever, do you? Um, well, I mean, it depends. It's exhausting to be around people with the 2000 grudges. Yes. Yes. Uh, grudges are, I mean, like you either have to let, like, I think letting go of something is different than forgiving. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like you can let go of a grudge, but you still can like hate that person. <laughs> like true. Or I don't know. I, I feel like I'm not good at nuance with that but yeah this is definitely better than the alternative i think you're great at nuance with that because most people a lot of there are folks who get that question and they're like yeah i don't do that and the fact that that is a that is a topic for you that that is something that you understand is necessary to the the experience of living and the experience of living a full life is very important it's so it's so necessary and like sometimes you know when you like I don't know. Like, I also just let people be petty about certain things. Like, you know how you, like, have people in your life and they just get mad about something? And, like, uh, like one of my friends was mad that, like, someone copied her hairstyle. Really? Right? And, oh. and an- <laughs> It means you have a fresh-to-death hairstyle. Right. But, like, uh, like, and I was like, yeah, I get it. And, like, my other friend was like, really? I think she's being a little ridiculous. And I'm like, everyone's allowed to be petty about a couple things. 
Yeah. Like everyone has like the irrational thing. And I'm like, she's probably just like had it happen like multiple times. And it's just annoying. Like it is annoying when like you get something cool and then everyone else copies it and it's not cool anymore. True. And like, I get that. And like, yes, we are old enough to be past it, but it's also like, you're allowed to feel those feelings. Like, Can you imagine the first person who got a belly button ring? Ugh, they're so bitter now. Because <laughs> <laughs> they watched it become a thing and then become not a thing and then might become a thing again. They're just like, no! <laughs> like the first hairdresser who did like the Rachel cut, they're like, ugh. Now what? Now what? The shag? Okay. Fine. You want a shag? I've been doing 500 shags a day since Friends aired. I do want to bring the Rachel into my hairdresser one time and just be like, I want this. I... I dare I I want to be there for that. I would never. Which version of Rachel? Because there oh, was no. a lot of Rachel that was rough. I'm talking about the layered cut that the changed first one. the way that we all saw ourselves <laughs> in the world. Uh, That's when, true because it was a straight bob up until that point. We yeah, all wanted a straight bob. And then she got that haircut, and everyone was like, "Excuse me, what is this flatteriness around her face?" I had the heaviest thickest hair growing up yes so do i in the third grade the hairdresser convinced my mom to have to allow her to put i kid you not a rachel cut in my hair third grade the 80s right and i remember thinking i have a terrible haircut what and then a few years ago or and then a few years after that it became the best haircut in the world yeah yeah that's so funny. I was like a little kid. And I was just like, I just want to look like other little kids. Yeah, you look like a tiny businesswoman or something. I fully look like a tiny. I looked, I looked 37. I looked older than I am now. I got to say, I do kind of love it when kids look like tiny business people. It's fun. so funny. You love MasterChef. I love MasterChef Junior. I hear good things about this season. It's okay. I have yet to watch. They they started off, they didn't do like the usual thing where they start off with like 40 and then they whittle it, whittle it down. <laughs> you break like 39 kids' hearts yeah, all at once. Yeah, ruin lives. They started with like the top 20. So That's it's smart. interesting. They've got it's really hard Sanchez. to keep up with all those kids. Yes. Because like I sort of got every season, like fourth episode, there's just a kid that I've like, who? There was a kid, there's a kid named Che. There was a kid, Henry, last time. Yeah. It was Henry, right? We Henry were like, was last time. Where the what fuck did that kid come from? from? <laughs> but like this time, I was like, I absolutely would have remembered a white kid named Che <laughs> on this show. They just, what did they do? They lost him He just him appeared. In? He just appeared. And like me and my, Amy and Sarah were watching it, my roommate. And, and they were like, uh, and I was like, I, I, I've never seen Che before. And I feel c- confident that I would remember a child named after i have a friend who writes for that show and i'm definitely gonna ask him why is it that like halfway through there's always just like this one kid that they have ne- the editors have not even allowed into the show up until this point and he's clearly been there the whole time <laughs> we've been there the whole time also ask him what's up with our own sanchez who's so dreamy um he's like the third judge this season Oh, what happened to the other? What happened to Joe? I like Joe. I don't know what happened to Joe. I hope Joe comes back, but it seems like he's not. I mean, maybe he was busy. I like him. I like. I thought Joe. Was I very like funny. how he talked to every child like they were an adult that lived in Jersey their whole lives. And like, yeah, and some of them are. We're clearly forty-five working at the Shuckle Hut. 
And that one kid who just looked like an old comedian. It was so funny. He was born an old comedian. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. This season's pretty good. There's, a, I mean, they're always cute, you know? They're just cute kids who like bacon. Okay. I mean, what kid doesn't? Mm-hmm. What kid's like, you know what? Bacon? No. Yeah. Too salty, too delicious. Oh, yeah. And baking. And baking. Yeah. Baking. No, it could have gone either way. We've been podcasting for a long time. We've been podcasting all day. I'm so glad you got your hair done for this audio format. (laughs) No, I'm just glad. I was like, I'm glad someone's going to see me today. Because I had no other plans other than like going to get my hair done. And then I was like, maybe I'll go out, but I probably will. If you want to go to a party after this, I know a sweet party nearby. (laughs) I have never wanted to go to a party. God. what um okay so what's been the weirdest like apology you've received or apology you've given given Ooh, my ex-boyfriend from like my 20s what? messaged me and apologized for being a bad boyfriend recently yeah like what? a year ago no like it was crazy i was like you were a terrible boyfriend you used to yell at me all the time he yelled at you yeah no yeah like just a bad boyfriend and like we're not we, you're not a person i would ever want to you know how there's some people you want to yell at that like my like our roommate now luke i want to yell at him all the time and i think he would like that i think he wants to be yelled at but you're never a person i'd ever want to raise my voice at i hate it it makes me very <laughs> tense even it's just so sweet yeah even like uh like my family's not yelling people so like he'd yell at me and like other stuff like he just was a shitty boyfriend like we broke up and then like he would never like plan dates or like do anything no the worst and i like then he broke up with me and immediately started dating someone else maybe while we were dating no nope. um and like would take her on all these elaborate dates and i was just like you know what like we were still like quote unquote friends and i was like you knew i wanted to do all that stuff he's like i don't know you never said anything i'm like i said stuff all the time and then right. um but we broke up like after i took him to my friend's wedding where we knew the. St- I love a wedding breakup. Roughly the same amount of people, like, um, I like didn't know a lot of people. I just knew my friend and like he, my old roommate, my best friend Yvonne, was there, and like then like my friend Megan and her boyfriend, and like he and my friend's boyfriend, who's now her husband, um, were independently friends. Like they met through us, and then they would like hang out. Like they got okay. along really well. Cool. So I was like, you have like a friend here. <sighs> At dinner, Anna, he chose to learn a monologue for a gorilla tango show that was coming up in a couple of weeks that he was in and no one knows what gorilla tango is because it was just a storefront theater in chicago i'm trying to think of the equivalent it would be like um not to bag on the clubhouse but it would be like learning your lines for a clubhouse show at a wedding (laughs) where it's like it's not that serious the clubhouse is more of like a fun place to like collaborate and and right. do fun shows right. like you wouldn't be like i clearly need to do this while i'm at a formal wedding it's not an appropriate time yeah he was mad at me because i had four drinks at the wedding <sighs> you're not even like a hard drinker no and also like you it's enjoy a, some wine it's a wedding it's an open bar and i was like in my 20s and then like i didn't want to have sex with him obviously after that <laughs> here's the deal guys you have to be, if you're in a fancy occasion or you're in an occasion where you think like, you know what? Everyone's dressed up. We should be fucking. Here's the deal. You got to act right through that occasion. Because right. if you don't, then you're just an asshole. Nobody wants to fuck in a suit. That's it. Nobody wants that. You're just an asshole. No one wants to fuck in a suit. And like, yeah. So he apologized and it was very interesting. Interesting. And I was like, thank you. you How were- did you receive that? I just was like, thanks. I appreciate that a lot. Like, it made me feel better, you know? 
Um, because he was like my first uh, boyfriend, I guess that like was like a grown up relationship. Yeah. Um, and no one should. It's very rare that people are in their first grown up relationship forever. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. It's I, like if I had married him, I would really hate it. Yeah. Um, although my mom would always say like how cute our babies would be, which mm-hmm. is racist. And um, <laughs> my ex was Japanese, and my whole family was just like, please. Yeah, this guy is Japanese and Puerto Rican. So it's a nice mixture. It is a nice um, mixture. Your mom was just trying to get a Clifford that doesn't sunburn. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, I think she also just wanted grandchildren and she's like, you're dating someone. It's fine. If you got pregnant, like she would seriously tell me, she'd be like, it would be okay. And I was like, <laughs> your mom is so funny. I love that your mom one day was just like, can I clean your house? <laughs> she's still like, she'll be like, I wish I could come and clean your house. And I'm like, I would love it. I'm so tired. <laughs> oh my God. I would love it by the way. Like, See, that kind of like over-the-top mothering is like not a thing my parents ever did to begin with. So when I see other parents doing that, I'm just like, that's beautiful. It's very funny. It's really beautiful. That's like a thing I can't wait to do for a kid. My parents definitely still parent me. Like, I'll, like I don't live in Chicago anymore, but when I used to like come to their house, like my dad would always just take my car and fill it up with gas. It's very cute. Oh, my God. It's like adorable. Oh, it's my like, God. It's like treasures and pond treasures of delights. Um, Cause yeah, when I like first moved out, I used to go to my parents once a week to do my laundry. <laughs> no, there ain't no harm in that. Our roommate no. still, he's staying the weekend at his parents' house so he could do his laundry. I mean, it makes sense. And like, I would also like, after my grandpa died, I would stay over with my grandma one night a week. Yeah. Um, just to keep her company, watch Desperate Housewives. Do some laundry. Sort of th- that sort of stuff. Do some laundry. You got to do that. That's important. Yeah. That's family stuff. That's stuff that like I was just in Seattle meeting with like a part of my family I hadn't been connected to in like eight to 10 years. <gasps> nice. Yes. And it's like my grandma's brother's wife. Oh, is this the aunt that you watched all the Hallmark movies with? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And like they're so loving in that way. And I had to remember like this is what families do and to just say thank you and to accept it. And to, and I, I started to verbalize that. I would be like, I'm sorry, this is awkward for me. You know that I come from like a chaotic environment. And they totally got it. They were like, yeah, but you're here now. Now let us stuff food into you against your will. Let us ruin your metabolism. You're going to come back to LA. Your pants are not going to fit. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, we're going to teach LA what being a real woman is. So <laughs> we're going to, so they were just like delightful and to like, let those things happen and to observe that and to really just be like, no, that's a beautiful thing and not to judge it, especially with, with comedians. So many of us have such like sorted family backgrounds that it's very easy for us to just be like, all of us have terrible lives. And that's just not true. A lot of really successful comedians go out of their way to like, one thing I love about Jeff Ross is his Instagram is a lot of him and his family. It's very sweet. Like he loves the people in his life. And, and like I John Mulaney like loves his family. It's like, you'll see that. It's very nice. He like, calls his wife a mermaid. I don't think Stuart would so ever much. call. I think he would call me like a fart mermaid. He would never call me like a mermaid. You know what I mean? Like beautiful mermaid wife. I'm like, oh God, you're so good. You're so perfect. Yeah. His love language is language. It's language. His love language is actual language. His language. Like, yeah, it's like you just see people and you're like, oh, that's so sweet. Um, I had like a story in my head, but I forgot it. So it's not important. I'm sorry. If you remember it, be like, Anna, shut up. I want to tell my story. That's okay. not important. <laughs> it is important. This is an interview. Oh, all for you. it was was like me and a comedian friend in Chicago used to be like talk joke about like that we were gonna have a show called We're Doing Fine. 
like where we were like our parents loved us we're doing fine like, i actually like my life you can let one of you can skype in your parent every yeah. week because <laughs> we were like we were we were just we were like why do we why because it was like one of those things where i feel like some comedians think that they need to be sad no and that brings the comedy and it's nope. like yeah, it can absolutely be a thing where mm-hmm. people work through stuff um, with jokes, but you also need to take care of yourself. You're not going to be a good creator if you are miserable. Yeah. Like, it's just not how it works. Yeah. Um, people mind their their times of misery, but, like, you should go to th- also therapy. Mm-hmm. You should also go to therapy. <laughs> or just, like, talk to a friend. I don't know. <laughs> like, I literally said that at that festival. I was just like, if you're a comedian and you're saying to yourself, I'm undateable or I can't be in a relationship because I'm a comedian. You should just go to therapy. You're broken. Like, and it's on you. You yeah. made some bad choices. Change your life. Change your life. <laughs> like either. Yeah. Either you made some bad choices or like your life was very rough and you're like struggling. Then. But if I, therapy. if I can have a, if an adult, if an adult orphan with several years clean and sober can have a relationship with like a normal person. Yeah. Anybody could do it. It is, and it's also like sometimes when like people are like relationships are so much work. I'm like, are straight people okay? Like, <laughs> my friend is my friend Jared. He's, he's never like, gay people. It's always straight people who are like it's ups and downs. He's like, he's like, man, straight relationships are crazy. I was like, I know. He's like, you guys, there's so much involved that like isn't involved with like gay relationships, and he's like, there's like status, and then there's like there's like weird social conditioning, and there's like all kinds of stuff that like I just don't experience. I was just like. I, I don't know what to tell you. Well, it's like you see if I ever see like a Facebook person who was like celebrating their anniversary, and their anniversary post is like, "Me and Steve have been through such hard times, so many ups and downs. It's been hard work, but we're grateful." And I'm like, "Bitch, no! It should not be that hard. Like, you should like <laughs> it should be enriching your life. Like, I don't understand." <laughs> like, I don't get it. Also, what are you defining these ups and downs? I will say that my relationship, we've been through a lot of ups and downs because when we first got together, we'd been together for six months and we're both performers and I got the the TV thing and then my body started falling apart. And so, and then shortly after that, a bunch of my personal relationships started falling apart and my grandma started melting down. So he really went through this like... like roller coaster with me. And so I can say, yeah, we've been through some ups and downs. I feel like it's different because like, I feel like what they're talking about is like, we've been like fighting and then (gasps) not fighting Uh, versus like, those are things that happened to you that he supported you through. And like, that's very different. I mean, yeah, like, but yeah, definitely ups and downs. And it's like, you're signed on for this now. Like, you like me? Yeah. You gotta come along for my grandma's meltdowns. It's but <laughs> Welcome to my family. It's a lot. <laughs> Welcome to New York. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> I don't know who else to say this to, but Carly Rae Jepsen's coming out with a new single. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, I absolutely can't afford tickets to her concert, but I did share the Spotify code with as many people as I could because they sent it to me and they were like, dedicate is the Spotify code if you want to buy pre-sale tickets, but I can't afford I was like, you're adorable. I love Carly Rae Jepsen so much. We've never had a conversation, but I knew that you were just like, of course the call me maybe girl. Of course. course. I mean, she is a pop queen. Like her, she's great at pop music. Yeah. Call Me Maybe is just one of many great songs that Carly Rae Jepsen has to put out. 
right. what are your favorite Hallmark movies? My, I I know one of them is it's a it's a it's it's Jenny McCarthy. Santa Baby is great. <laughs> also Santa Baby too. Um, and these are movies where Jenny McCarthy is Santa's daughter. Um, and in, but she was like, I'm tired of this North Pole. I want to rebel, and I'm going to move to New York and be in advertising. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, her last name is Kloss. Yes, because that's Kloss. funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, she that has to go back to the North Pole because her dad is a heart attack. Her dad played by George Went. Yeah, uh, and it's a very star-studded cast. It's a star-studded cast. Uh, and then she has to run Christmas and like shenanigans ensue. Those are great. The Christmas Consultant, starring Caroline Ray and David Hasselhoff, fantastic. <laughs> um, Twelve Dates of Christmas. These might not all be Hallmark movies, but they're definitely TV movies. Okay. Twelve Dates of Christmas with Amy Smart and Zach, Mar- not Zach, Mark Paul Gossler, who plays Zach uh, on Saved by the Bell. Got it. Uh, Groundhog Day sort of situation uh, where Got she it. keeps waking up in the mall. Uh, also, Searching for Santa, I believe. Uh, also, it takes place at a mall. Also, features <laughs> Nick Lachey. No, not Nick Lachey. Uh, the other guy who was an MTV VJ and he was on. Um, the show with Jenny McCarthy, not Jenny McCarthy, with Jenny Garth and Amanda Bynes. I was just going to say, it's not Chris Hardwick, is it? Nick Zano. Nick Zano. Nick Zano. Playing, it was like sexy Santa competition <laughs> at a mall, but then they fall in love. They're probably the top five. Great ones. Um, there's a lot more that I like. I watched so many Christmas movies this holiday season because I have Hallmark Movie Club, Lifetime Movie Club, and then Hulu was like really Hulu. putting out a lot of stuff. Hulu really showed up with the Christmas movies. Truly, I've seen Christina Milian, fun fact, <laughs> is in two different movies where she gets trapped in a snow globe. <laughs> they are wholly unrelated to each other. At first, I was like, oh, is there a sequel? No, this is just an entirely different snow globe-themed film where she basically falls in love in each one with a sort of, uh, like, a snow globe man who is maybe... It's like sort of it's sort of upsetting because I'm like I feel like a snow globe man when you bring him into New York is just a special needs adult. <laughs> so it's like, like upsetting, cro- like Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, because <laughs> they like don't like they're, they're it's like a mannequin come to life like they don't yeah. have all the all of the uh, what's the word like they don't have the cognitive reasoning skills that we do. Yeah, so it's kind of upsetting. But yeah, two wholly different snow globe themed movies. Uh, I recommend either of them. There's one that's better. The one that's called Snow Globe, I think, is the one that's better. <laughs> I say all that to say, if you're listening to this podcast and you're struggling with anxiety, you're struggling with depression, you're struggling with whatever you're struggling with, find something that brings you joy. It does not have to be a Hallmark movie. It does not have to be anime, which I will talk about. It does not have to be sci-fi books. It does not have to be... Um, we have both read the True Blood books. The, yeah, the Suki Stackhouse books. The Suki Stackhouse books. It can be really anything that brings you joy, but like love that thing real hard. You know what I mean? You don't have to you don't you don't have to be miserable. You can take a moment in your day to enjoy something. You can enjoy something even if you think it's like basic, like some of the sitcoms on ABC are good, y'all. Yeah. Like you can watch Single Parents. It's very funny. Okay. I love it. I love that show. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's true. I think we get, especially comedians, get into this like thing where they're like, mm, everything's got to be. It has to be True Detective on HBO. You need four passwords. <laughs> you need four passwords to get to it. What um, What is your day-to-day like self-care routine right now? 
and I know you're kind of going through it because you're having the you're having the anxiety rages. Yes, I'm having anxiety rages, which is fine. Um, I'm trying to get into a better self care routine. Um, I mean, right now it's uh, I don't really have one. I guess uh, it's mostly just like reading and watching a TV show. I guess is my okay. form of self care. I like to do chores. Okay. Um, like having a clean space makes me feel better. Yeah. Um, and I also like to feel like a productive member of the apartment. So I like to like my productive member of this apartment. Like do dishes or like clean the bathroom that like makes me feel like okay, like I'm a functioning member of this apartment, and like my roommates hopefully appreciate this. Has anyone clogged the drain as hard as my hair can clog that drain? Really. I felt like I was the one who like really took that drain to task. The sink drain has been getting clogged. How? Due to whiskers, I think. <gasps> but yeah, now whiskers? Yes, now we are Oh. Shaving in the shower. Oh man whiskers. Yeah, man whiskers. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know they make that tub shroom for sinks? I know. I thought we had one, but I could not find it, so I need to find a sink shroom. A sink shroom. I can probably order it on Amazon www.amazon.com offer code shroom (laughs) shroom Shroom, shroom. also everyone should do smile.amazon because then you can just have all your stuff get donated to a charity yay i donate to the planned parenthood in arizona you're also a volunteer that's a really great self-care thing that you do oh yeah volunteer for planned parenthood you walk people in yeah, I'm a clinic escort. It's actually not a Planned Parenthood. It's a different clinic. It's a clinic. It's um, a different clinic. But they do do the ABs there. And, the ABs. Uh, and uh, there are protesters uh, getting lit outside on a regular basis. Uh, yeah. I got to go do that with you one day. You should. They just had, they have a newbie day. It's uh, through LA for Choice if anyone's interested. Oh, um, support LA through Choice. Everybody. Yeah, you can sign up and they will train you. It's, 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 it's uh, very not difficult and you'll meet some cool people. Nice. Who care about women's rights and our right to our own choices for our own health. Yay. Um, and you'll also get to uh, laugh. <laughs> uh, the One of the protesters last time I went was wearing a t-shirt that said, you saved, bro. So um, <laughs> I feel like if that's me, you and me. Stuart did it, we could roast these people into like we would never speak to them. They would just know that we're giggling at them from a distance from a distance well and fair warning if you are a man they will pick on you specifically why because you're a man so so you're not a real man if you're standing with women what it's crazy yeah hilarious that's just a fair warning like men you will be in for a little bit of an extra roasting from a man in a shirt that says you saved bro i think you can handle it personally i think that's Um, ultimate big dick energy when you're like walking a woman into an abortion yes i mean (laughs) that's like a number one big dick energy (laughs) and the people who we do walk in really appreciate it because i think it's nice to uh see the dichotomy of the types of people that exist in the world that though there are many people yelling vile things at you there are also people there who say this is i'm here to help you and i'm here to walk you in and i'm here to make your day better better because it's also like the protesters one of the most heartbreaking things is um a lot of times people are going there because something is wrong with their baby they're not yeah they're not getting an elective abortion they're getting an abortion because the baby has either passed or something is wrong with the mom's health something the like, quality of life will not be good like some, yeah something like there was a couple walking in and um they were getting yelled at by the protesters and it was this big big guy walking in with his uh his his uh wife or girlfriend and um they were saying stuff to him and he was like something's already wrong with my baby and he was like just 
so upset. And I'm like, you are making a bad day worse yeah. for this person. Yeah. And I don't know why you wanted to get out of bed and do that. Right. But you did. And you think that you're correct. And I just have to say that you are not. No. <laughs> no. We have, and those are the same type of people oftentimes that don't want to take care of children in a bad situation. That It's like, it, put your money where your mouth is and go adopt some kids. Yeah, it's like, you know? well, it, I'm also like, don't, because you would be a terrible parent, but... Um, <laughs> Dude, truly awful. But like, if don't. you actually cared, you would, um, you know, you would understand that what you're doing is not right. <laughs> also, none of your fucking business. Also, not your business. Also, like, no one would marry you, also. Yeah. Or if you are married, your wife hates it. She just hates it. She just hates it. Do you find that, do you find, like, pairs of people, or do you find, like, just, like, random weird internet incels um, that are spending the day outside. They're more coordinated. Like there's like local church people that go. Um and uh then there's there's people there's like the traveling people that go around to various clinics and they have the big signs with the big metal poles that tell you you're gonna burn in hell. Yeah. Um, they also go to Hollywood Boulevard a lot. Yeah. One time I was doing a tour at the Walk of Fame and somebody was like, this is the anniversary of Marilyn Monroe's death and you know what? She's burning in hell. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Um, it's been an interesting, but it, yeah, it does make me feel good, which is definitely self-care. Crushing um, it. Yeah. You're doing life. Nailing it. What is your experience of a higher power or spirituality? I know that you just started doing shaman circles. Journey circles, yeah. Journey circles. Um, journey circles. Yeah. And I mean, you've gone to sound bath with me. Yeah, so we went to sound bath. I love all that stuff. I'm like, I don't know if I believe in a higher power, but I definitely think there is um, a lot out in the universe um, that we haven't tapped into yet, I guess. Yeah. And also the subconscious mind, I think, is very powerful. And so much of our brains are unused. Yeah. And anything where I can try to get into a space in my brain that I haven't used yet that knows things about what I should be doing. Yeah. I think is interesting. Um, and also just like I like to be in a community. I like communal experiences that you have with a lot of other people at once. Yeah. It's kind of nice. And like I, I was like thinking like I was like I just like wholesome activities sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> just be your wholesome ass self, girl. I, I was like I should join like a Unitarian church or something cuz they allow like people who don't even believe in God to be in there and I'm like and then I could just like do like uh, spaghetti dinners. They Um <laughs> I feel that for you. I love that for you. I I definitely the real tearjerker of the Long Beach Pride Parade is the Unitarian church float where it's like all of the parents are there and they're like i support my gay i love my gay son i love my gay daughter i love my bi, bi queer whatever like it's such a it, like it's a full i was like oh my god like every like burst into tears every single time yeah beautiful it's, it's it's really nice and like yeah just like i was like where i was like maybe i should become a wiccan i just like, like yeah i like to be I, i'm trying to be more present i guess yeah um and think about that kind of stuff and just like even just like going outside at night and be like i'm outside so nice the wind the wind like the moon you know and like you're just like i i have so much that i to be thankful for so truly where i'm at truly you have multiple tv movie apps i do have multiple tv movie apps (laughs) and a cat that is so, so thick. cute. He's such a thick boy. He's so thick with two C's. He has been lately. I feel like we haven't spent much time together because he's really into the suitcase that he knocked over and made into a bag. 
and he has just been hanging out there <laughs> you, all day every you, day you can put the suitcase away i i i'm going to eventually but he loves it so much like oh, i just can't you know you're a much nicer cat mom than i am i'm always like look you got to see that tree over there see those beds see that go get in that yeah. take take a moment He's beat it silly. you don't need boy. this box get out of here <laughs> um i love that what's one thing you want to share with somebody just like you a mad wholesome slightly nervous lovely lady um it is okay to be a late bloomer yeah i think and also like all we can do is our best so i feel like even if I never succeed in like my stated goals of like being a TV writer, at least I know that I attempted. Yeah. So it's like going to be, so, it's so much better. Like, don't you want to, um, like not that everyone has to have like lofty goals, but yeah. if you want to do something like my sister's friend is like, just started, she's like older than she's like 40. She started taking like karate and she had her green belt. And like, I love that. Yeah. And like, that's really cool. Like, I'm like, because I've always wanted to do that. And then I was like, I guess I could. You could I do mean, karate. Like, money is a factor, but. I could set you up. I know a guy. I know a guy here in LA. You can train where I trained. And yeah. And won't even hurt your hips. That would be great. Yeah. Because yeah, like, so it's like. They'll teach you how to cook. So what happened to me? It doesn't have nothing to you. <laughs> but like, just like stuff like that, where it's like, just try it. Like, if you've always wanted to learn how to play the piano, like, figure yeah. it out. Like, yeah. do it. And it's okay. Like, uh, like a coworker of ours, like, just took up the guitar. Like, you yes. can do it at any time, you know? Go George. Yeah. It's George, right? Mm-hmm. I was thinking of taking up the ukulele. Yeah, why not? Here's why. Because it's cute. Because it's cute, number one. Number two, I read a really great book by um, Amanda Palmer, and uh, uh, lead singer of the Dresden Dolls, author, really amazing. She did this book called The Art of Asking, and along with it comes with a soundtrack that like they play throughout the audiobook, but you can just listen to it online if you read the like physical book, which I'm going to get a copy of that as well. But the uh, soundtrack, there's one song at the end where it's like all the things you could have. It takes, she basically says it takes one hour to build to, it takes one hour to learn how to play the ukulele. And then she talks about all of the tragedy and the suffering that could have spent, they could have spent that hour instead of learning how to build a bomb or learning how to do this or learning how to do that. They just could have learned how to play the ukulele. I know. That's so interesting. I like that. There's, she's like, literally, you can learn how to play in an hour that's how easy it is <laughs> to play the ukulele there's no excuses it's in, and the beginning of the song is like you can order one for twenty dollars like so cheap so cheap the overhead for a ukulele is nothing so it's less than it's less than a podcast yeah <laughs> which is also pretty cheap if you have like if you want to like spread your like there's a lot of things that you can do outside of being a fucking asshole like you know yeah. what I mean? or angry or sad or whatever like yeah, like, I I mean, yeah, you can just, like, if you, like, I I always talk to people because I read a lot, and I always talk to people, like, I wish I read more, and I'm like, well, then do it. Yeah. Like, you don't have to, like, do it fast or, like, you know, or even, like, a lot, but if you want to be, like, reading more, just, like, get a book that you like and start reading it. That's how I knew I was out of balance with uh, a comedian and friend of the podcast, Joe Dosh, was like... <clears throat> blah, blah, blah. And I said, I wish I had time to read books. And he said, what do you mean you don't have time to read books? You have to feed your brain. How do you expect to be a good joke writer? And I was like, uh, dumb. And I remembered, I lo- not only do I love books, I love trashy garbage sci-fi novels. Yeah. It's like my favorite thing. 
And like, I just, I've just forgot. There's a bunch of other stuff. I became so obsessed with comedy that it was a bunch of other stuff that brought me joy. And now I'm trying to bring that balance back into my life. You need that stuff. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, also like, you're going to find that you might write a joke about trashy sci-fi novels. Oh and then God. people are going to be like, Oh my God, I also love that. You know, you're my favorite comedian. And I relate to you even more. Every once in a while, I drop some reference, like sci- deep sci-fi reference, and somebody in the crowd's just like, <gasps> and I'm like, I know. I know. Like, I talk about the Babysitter's Club all the time. And then I meet cool friends. Exactly. Who also read those books. It, so, I love that. I yeah. love that. So where can people find you? I am on Twitter at Kristen Cliff. Um, mm-hmm. It's K-R-I-S-T-I-N. It's a very funny Twitter. You should follow it. It's, you know, it's pretty funny. And then I have Instagram. It's Kristen Clifford. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a website that I haven't updated, but uh, I bought both Kristen spellings, so <laughs> go uh, wild. There's a very angry Kristen Clifford with an E, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm just mad that the site redirects to mine. Um, <laughs> Amazing. Uh, there's also, I should have bought Anna with one N. I'm sure somebody already bought that, though. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. We'll see. Um, you should also follow a cat named Sandwiches on Instagram. Oh yeah, I always forget about my own cat's Instagram. Follow it, a cat named Sandwiches on Instagram. It's pretty cute. All cat content all the time. If you like, if you like a thick cat, if you're a fan of Mango on Instagram, have you seen Mango? I haven't seen Mango. I'm gonna show you some pictures of Mango. Bone Bone is my favorite thick cat. Oh, Bone Bone. Have you not seen Bone Bone? If you're a fan of a thick cat on Instagram, you are really going to enjoy sandwiches on account of he's a very thick cat. He's a very sweet cat and likes to snuggle. He is very snuggly. He's a boy who's always laying down in the weirdest ways. He is, yeah, because that's how... Whoa. Yeah, she's a... Anna just showed me a very chunky cat. She's the thicken. Um, She is... She's the thickness. If you're down with the animal thickness... You're gonna love, 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 love some cat named sandwiches. Let's see. Oh, that's a good one. Bone Bone wears like I think it's a harness for his leash, but it looks like a tiny backpack with dinosaur horns on it. And it's really cute. You know what I secretly want to do is I want to get a cat, harness train it, take it on the road with me. Oh my god, become the comedian who travels with her cat. I want to be the cat version of Eliza. I want to be like hold my cat while I'm on stage. That would be awesome. And I wish that I could take my cat outside, but I promised that I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is rescues are like, never take their cat outside. But you're like, but what if they were on a I leash one, one day and lived in my car? Like patio, but I also am afraid because I'm like, right now he doesn't try to get outside. If you got a catio, he would fucking bust through that yeah, catio. He he's is also a beast. He has he's a lot of strong. velocity. He's very strong. I, I've seen, he almost knocked over Sheba's cat tree that she never even got close to knocking oh, over. Oh, he knocked it over. <laughs> he has knocked it over. One day I was working and I just hear this huge crash. And because this cat tree is heavy. I mean, it's, it's, it's a nine it's, foot it's, cat tree with a solid wood everything. It's like hard for me to move. Like I can move it by myself, but it's, it's difficult. And it, like. It requires, I should have told, showed you the like over the shoulder method for I how figure, I move it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's like you can like scoot it along. It's but, difficult. Like, it's definitely like not a lightweight cat tree. And no. he fully knocked it over. Cause like then he ran in and he looked very ashamed. And I was like, what did you do? And he's like, I managed to topple the it, most giantest thing he's yeah he's a big boy like he yeah i'm trying to think like i mean he just yeah he's just a wild boy he's a wild boy he's real wild mm-hmm. i think he would enjoy the outdoors but i would never see him again <laughs> i would absolutely never see him again like he likes me but like he would just leave and my greatest fear is actually that just another family will take him 
because yeah. he's such a good cat and like very sweet and i just feel like they would be like oh we'll rescue him oh we're not gonna see if he's microchipped and then i never see him again ah he'll be fine he knows where his bread is buttered he knows where his automatic cat feeder is he knows where his automatic cat feeder that is said, for sure that says sandwiches it's time to eat now it doesn't because i tried to i had to change the <laughs> amount of food that it gives him and i tried to re-record it and i don't know what i did but now it's just like a shuffling <laughs> it's just the sound of like oh. time to eat time to eat all right uh you're a delight kristen if nobody's ever told you this today i love you i love you too and if you're listening to this and nobody's told you this today we love you i love you bye Thank you.